0: Welcome to the Advertising Week edition. Last week, uh, if you didn't get there, about 4,000 people came through the Advertising Week conference at Luna Park in Sydney. A whole bunch of themes were covered, but one of the key ones was around this notion of brand building and performance marketing. We had uh, IAG CMO Brent Smart, who's rather vocal. He came out again talking about the need to build emotion and brand connection. Uh, Mark Ritson from Melbourne Business School, the outspoken Mark Ritson was on the same theme about the tension and the difference between brand building and short-term performance marketing. And we had another character by the name of Stuart Tucker from High Pages who did a presentation last week with Think TV and KPMG on some really interesting tactics and strategies that High Pages has deployed and it's working in and around brand. For the first time, you're on television and you've got some things to talk about that. Before we get there, And delve into this broader notion of performance marketing and brand building, which I know you're right across. Just talk us through this project that you did with High Pages. You were very, very search focused and you changed some things up. Talk us through what the problems that High Pages had before you did this. Yeah. Good morning, Paul. Yeah. Look, High Pages has been around
1: for about 15 years and and we are the leading platform for people to find a tradie. Um, But the problem is no one had heard of us. Like a lot of digital marketplaces we build our business on paid search essentially, and we became very, very dependent on it. But the problem with that is you're not building a brand over time. So, so about eighty percent of
0: your budget was going to search. Is that sound, Is that about right?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. Look, it's a it's a very large percentage of our budget, and and it's our highest single cost uh, for the business. So we had to find a way around that. And I suppose if you don't have a brand, then people are just it's a one off. It's a one off click, and there's no intent. So. We believe that if we got our brand right, then everything else would work harder and we would be less dependent
0: on paid search. So you had about, well, I think your brand awareness is one in four Australians had heard of high pages. Uh, that's what you were trying to remedy. And it's interesting, isn't it, that after 15 years in the market, that brand awareness was still bubbling around 25%. Before we get into some details, it does seem to be the way with digital pure plays to use digital tactical marketing rather than brand building. Is that just simply a cost notion or is it never just doesn't come on the radar to use some other other channels?
1: The thing for us is that we're a startup 15 years ago, and the the, the founders were literally scrapping together budget left, right, and center. So to, to find a medium like paid search, which you can deliver a genuine ROI and a, a good return, it was made complete sense over that time to invest in that channel. And there's no apologies for it. It still is a very hardworking channel for us, but... We needed to basically re- reduce our reliance on it and, and essentially get off the drug or reduce our reliance on the drug of paid
0: search. And so what did you do? You started thinking about how you were going to tackle this. When did this start and wh- what did you start to contemplate? About 18 months ago, we did a piece of work on on our
1: point of difference in the market or essentially our, our marketing strategy. And we did a piece of work around category design and we identified the category that we were in and what it would take for us to be the leader or the category king in that space. It's from a book called Play Bigger if you, if you want to have a look at that. And that really spat out the need for us to review our creative strategy and we started with that and we ended up with the change the way you trade creative piece. And then we convinced the business that we needed to invest in broader than our current media mix hence our our first foray into paid TV or free to air TV and you know that was supported by some other channels at the time but uh, we were very convinced that TV. You know, given our audience, we're, we're, we're homeowners, right? Australian homeowners. Right. Excuse a little older. If I was targeting under 20s, then I might not be buying TV. But for this audience, it was right in our bullseye. So what did you do? We launched around uh, the second week of August last year, kicked off with a bit of a vanity play with a 60-second spot on the block, which we considered to be a perfect audience for homeowners and particularly those looking to do renovations and home improvements. It was supported by some outdoors some print digital, but... We knew we were onto something because literally from eight o'clock that night, we saw a spike week on week on people going in, downloading the app or using the app and posting a job on our site, and that really was the express purpose of this campaign, as well as building brand to drive action. And we we, we knew we were onto something, and we saw a lot of our channels to start to really explode uh, while we are on TV and the other camp and the other channels. But more importantly, the decay was fairly slow. We we saw very strong performance up to two months after the campaign had been off air. On brand recall, you mean, or on, on a whole bunch of different areas? Well, two key metrics. The brand recall is a good question. As you said, we are at 27% aided awareness before the campaign, and 10 weeks later, we are at 37%. So that that's a very, very strong result. Consideration went from 17% to 24%. That's the brand metrics. But on the commercial metrics, we saw, for example new jobs from app during the campaign. We actually saw it increase by, you know, like 69% during that period of time. And then even two months
0: later, we're still at a 42% uplift. So those kind of results are pretty good for a business like ours. Now you pumped all these numbers through, I think uh, somehow Think TV got involved and KPMG got involved. You did that presentation last week, but um, they essentially verified data that showed that TV was doing what you thought it was doing and qualified or isolated television as the, as a big impact driver for all this is that's that's essentially what the study came through with well kpmg put it through their media econometric modeling essentially and they
1: put three years of data um essentially our media spend by day and the jobs and app actions that were driven out of that by day and by doing so they could isolate the impact of of individual media because over a three-year period i guess that's essentially a thousand data points on a day basis with various permutations of media, their modeling technique enabled them to isolate the impact of a channel by channel. And what they found was, and we knew this, you know, search was a great um, ROI and delivered strong results, highly measurable. But I guess one of the bonuses for us was that it did show that TV generated a positive ROI. And given that really that sort of mass media activity is there to generate brand building activity the fact that it also generated a
0: positive ROI was was a win-win for us. Did any of this surprise you? Know If, we, if you think about your early parts of your career or previous parts of your career in banking, Aussie and, and ComBank, did you have a hunch that this is what it was going to deliver or was it an, as going back to the drawing board and saying, okay, let's test this premise? We were very confident. I, I didn't
1: expect to get necessarily a short-term ROI return from the TV spend in isolation. That was a good, nice surprise. So that really just proves to us the power of TV. And in this case, free-to-air, we had done some subscription TV before and that's worked okay for us. But the power of this audience, particularly to reach this homeowner audience, just really, I, I believed in it. And I guess the econometric modelling from KPMG proved it out.
0: Was it hard to get this up inside the business? Not
1: really. There was always an appetite uh, to build our brand. And you know, we, we knew that we had a problem with our brand and it was always frustrating for our leadership team and our founders. You know, we're a founder-led business that they say, I go out and I, I'm in the street and people have never heard of us. I think if if no one's heard of your brand, then they're unlikely to click on your performance media either. Or if they do, it's with low intent. You know, if they're going to search for a plumber in Bondi and they happen to click on High Pages and they never even knew who High Pages was, then their level of intent is going to be marginally higher than it was before they did that click. But if they're aware of us and they're committed to the
0: process, then the performance media works harder as well. And actually, this is exactly what you've seen in data overnight. You launched uh, with your platinum sponsorship, I think it was, uh, on the block with Channel 9. What are you seeing? We've signed up as a fully-fledged, paid-up, platinum
1: top-tier sponsor of the block this year. It's an all-in play. Like We have basically committed our entire budget to these next 13 weeks. And I'm really pleased to say that… A bit that,
0: scary, was it? Uh,
1: a little bit, but we're confident. We're okay. Yeah, we're okay. we had good support from Nine. And they like us because we're a very logical integration partner. It doesn't have to try too hard. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you've got contestants using the High Pages app to find tradies and, and we launched last night and one of the beauties of our business is that we can measure everything in real time. And I can say that we we had an immediate spike in um, results last night on both sides of our marketplace. We were swamped with inquiries from tradies wanting to come onto our platform and we saw a significant uptick um, in jobs posted on our platform post 8 o'clock last night, which can
0: only be as a result of the block. And you don't need KPMG for that bit yet. It's no, your own we data, don't. Right? We don't. Everyone's jumping all over that this morning, I can tell you. When you say all your money's gone into the block, does that mean all your marketing and advertising dollars? No, no, it's not. It's all of our paid brand
1: um, investments. So we still are in performance media and we still are using search. We, we have reduced our year-on-year spending search as a result of, of building our brand in these other spaces. But basically, you know, I- instead of running a standard campaign, which might have run over, I don't know, six to eight weeks in the first half and maybe six to eight weeks in the second half, we've concentrated our spend around the block and... When you see both advertising and product integration working together like we saw last night, there was literally a couple of high pages traders that came to the rescue of Mitch and Mark, who's the New South Wales team, and you had them saying, Oh my God, here are the high pages angels and I love high pages. Literally,
0: the brand searches spiked within seconds of that being said. Amazing, isn't it? So it does It does work. Some really interesting stuff where you're seeing, even in the US with direct-to-consumer brands, a lot of them, have, early ones, have built their business in social and in search. And now they're going, they're pouring into some of the legacy media channels to build brand, exactly what High Pages is doing. It's really interesting. But at the same time, those legacy brands that have been around for a long time on legacy media are now ploughing into search and social to try and do what the digital pure plays are doing. So there's this kind of really interesting crossover depending on the maturity cycle of the brand and the business. What's your thoughts on that, on that crossover? Well, I think the marketing industry gets itself all twisted up about whether it's either or. And I don't
1: think that's the debate. I mean, you have to be in both. You've got to be top of the funnel in building brand awareness in whatever media is going to work for you. And then you have to be there when people are ready to buy. And, and in HypeAge's case, uh, the average household does between four and seven sort of j- tradie jobs a year. Some of those are repeat jobs like like gardening or cleaning, but it's not something that's used every week. So we still have to be there when they enter the market. And I, I think we've got to get over this argument about whether it's brand or performance because it's got to be both and it's got to be the right combination of both. And, of course, With measurability these days, there's no excuse not to test your way and find the right combination.
0: And you still have a bit of tribal warfare going on in some parts, don't you? In that you know you have your brand people who who diss the performance, and the performance people diss the brand. And there's not actually really a lot of mutual respect for either at the moment. There's sort of two camps. For you, I think you know if we look at. Peter Field and Les Bonet's work, they talk about this brand and performance split being 60% in favour of a brand, 40% to performance, subject to the category. Uh, where do you see you ultimately landing? What would be your ideal, not what you will do, but your ideal? Because sometimes they don't match. I think you've got to be careful to go in with just some kind of artificial or arbitrary
1: split. So I think we'll find the right balance over time. What would be this year? We'd be, We'd probably still be lucky to be... Thirty seventy, like we'll still be heavily committed into performance activity, but in the past it was way out of balance on that. I'd probably like to see it 40, 60 to make that work. But again, we can test our way because we can measure everything, like literally everything down to the minute. We know how many jobs were posted within five minutes of our ad going to air yesterday. So there's no excuse for us not to find the
0: right combination. Mark Ritson talked about, you. you talked about it as well at Advertising Week last week about the and or the or, with your peers, with other marketers, you're obviously ex-marketing and financial services now, chief customer officer at High Pages. Has, have you always been there? There's a view, maybe well, I've had a view that maybe you've been more performance related as a marketer than brand. You probably beg to differ there, but what's changing in your in your thinking? I'll, I've been lucky because
1: I really cut my teeth in some categories and brands that were very dependent on outcomes. Even as a young marketer, I worked at KFC and we could literally this is pre-internet, I think, poll the registers and see how many promos we ran yesterday. Then I spent more than 10 years at Optus and we were very much about acquisition and and retention of mobile customers in particular. Then at Aussie, it became an interesting mix of brand. We had a great PR weapon with John Simon, but we really needed to generate leads for brokers. And then at CBA, my time was mostly spent on brand and sponsorship. And if you think about what's been happening in the the banking category, you know, brand and reputation is critical. So But I don't believe that you can be one or the other if you want to be a senior marketer these days. It frustrates me when I hear people say, oh, but I'm just a brand marketer or I'm just a performance marketer. Well, you're probably going to be
0: stuck in that pocket forever. And you're probably not going to be a cmo if you're one or the other so let's talk about your tech stack then let's get into the performance side and the, and the customer journey uh, experience stuff what's going on in the, in that world for you as opposed to the advertising side yeah look it's not as sophisticated
1: as you might think um we do use the adobe um tool for managing our search and we need that because we have a, millions of combinations of suburbs times category if you think about that uh, all over the country and we use a very nice email or customer marketing tool called Braze which is I guess one of the more new age customer marketing you know cross channel we can use we can use it for push we can use it for in app and we can use it for email but you know we we're still working on our tech stack and like most growing businesses we got to build a business case to support it what about your programmatic side with advertising is that in house it's not. We do a little bit of programmatic through news, uh, the news division, which is in Crédio. It's again a pretty open
0: space for us. Let's get back to the uh, the KPMG study. So one of the interesting bunch of numbers that were in there was around the uh, attributing the ROI to different channels, and at least the top three, you had social at three dollars and three cents, search, which is your big one at two dollars seventy one, and television at a dollar twelve. So TV is in in the black or ahead. But my question is, if social's sitting at $3, why would you not be plowing more into, three, in, into social with such big ROI numbers? Yeah, that's a fair question.
1: The sample size was pretty small. I think social represented 2% of our spend over that period of time. And it gets a little bit of an unfair advantage because we often use social to jump on external events like really hot weather or really cold weather or really bad storms or maybe even external events like elections or the stuff that we did around the griller activity we did on slow moving building sites around Sydney and Melbourne like the light rail so it gets a bit of a free kick as a result of that sample being reasonably small the you know the standard deviation was was probably not as we didn't have the highest level of confidence in that result but I absolutely believe in social. I don't think it's a brand building um, or top of the funnel channel. I think it's more of the middle funnel to really get people who are maybe undecided or maybe in the, you know, in the twilight zone to really engage and convert into a customer.
0: Okay, so if we've got this debate around and or or, and you're a believer in and, so both have got to work, both both uh, performance and brand, and I guess the same thing with your channel mix. Where do you think your your media channel and your media allocation uh, in terms of spending in in twelve months' time will it look different to what we what we're seeing at the moment?
1: It'll look different to what we're seeing at the moment, but we're we're one day into our block integration, so I can't tell you exactly what it's going to look like. I'll have a better idea in 10, 11, 12 weeks when we've seen the the full campaign execution, but our goal will be to optimise or maximise our spend on on free-to-air, I think, and then try and find the right programs and or integration that can work for us and run search underneath it. And if there are our two primary channels
0: and everything else can work in, in conjunction with that, then I'm okay with that. The ongoing stones that are thrown at television, oh, nobody's watching television anymore. How do you reconcile that sort of debate that goes on the market? We still hear it lots. Why does it still have life? When you've got when you've got some examples like this, this is this is fairly compelling, it seems.
1: Well, I mean, if I had a brand that was targeting under 25s, so I probably wouldn't use TV, but our bullseye is north of 40, and they are still watching TV. And I think, more importantly, they're watching Destination or, you know, um, event TV, and if there was... You know, more than a million people watching The Block last night and well north of that watching the finale, they are virtually all in our audience pool. TV audiences might be down a fraction, but they're they're right in the slot for certain brands.
0: What is it about, do you think, um, that fatigue factor that KPMG pointed out and you talked to about as well as where the recall is stronger and the brand affinity and all those things that we talk about in marketing around brand – it holds much longer once you've been on television. What's that about? They call it ad stock. I just kind of call it advertising decay.
1: And as I said before, we found that up to two months after the campaign had finished, we still had a, a halo effect from that. And I think maybe in our category it's because not everyone's ready to post a job when they see it on TV or they see the download and they, they might download the app and go, oh, yeah, that's right, we need a plumber. So targeting versus the mass, is your position changed on that? Well, there's 9 million households in Australia so that's a lot of people that need tradies. There's seventy million jobs a year done with tradies. It's five percent of GDP. So if we're a mass audience, I'm not going to apologise for that. We have a very very small percentage of that target market. So we can get really clever with with uh, segmentation and micro marketing. But the reality is we're targeting every homeowner in Australia that needs jobs done around their house, and the traditional methods are letting them down. You know they can't find a tradie. They're not ready. I can't find the business card. It's kicking around in my second drawer next to the takeaway menus. Who was that electrician we used last year? He didn't turn up in time. So, yeah, we think we've got a solution for Mass
0: Australia and and we'll, we'll keep going that way. Tell us a little bit about those key parts of the of the service that disconnect between the tradies and the customer, because there is frustration there, typically right across the market.
1: Well, there is on both sides of the market, actually. I mean, we when we research tradies, they say that they're just as frustrated with the customers who don't turn up in time or change their mind or change the scope of the job. And, oh, while you're here, can you fix such and such, as we are from consumers. And tradies have had a reputation of being a bit inconsistent and maybe not turning up when they're supposed to, but... You know the modern tradie is all over tech they're using the tools like 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 us to manage and run their business so for us and you know you can put it to the test if you post a job you could get three phone calls from tradies within 10 minutes right. and so the alternative to that is probably hours and hours and hours of searching around to try and find a solution and they're, they're tradies that are keen and ready to do the work so takes a lot of the guesswork out.
0: And the customers come back, the The high pages customers are coming back for repeat, right?
1: Yeah. And one of the key points that we also highlighted in this study with KPMG is that we have managed to drive customers into our app. And an app customer for us is twice as valuable over lifetime value than a customer that comes in through desktop. It's easy to post a job, easy to add a photo of the job that needs to be, to be done. So we've just found that that LTV on an app customer is is basically 2X.
0: Okay, to wrap up, three months of the block, what are you thinking your options will be after that?
1: Well, we'll sit back and we'll have a look at uh, how it performs and then we'll review our budgets into the second half. But as I said to you, we, we've invested our whole budget in this. So really, our second half will be about maintenance and then really turning those customers from that were first-time users or maybe um, browsers with us
0: into repeat and advocates. Look forward to a conversation in three months. You're going to show us all your data. We're going to see the whole lot, and we're going to see whether Stuart Tucker's back on television again. Thank you, Stuart Tucker. (laughs) Thanks, mate. MI3 Audio Edition was presented by Paul McIntyre and created in collaboration with Podcast One Australia. Producer Nick Slater. Music by Matt Dwyer. For more episodes, go to podcastone.com.au or search MI3 Audio Edition on Apple Podcasts and hit the subscribe button to get a free notification every time we release a new episode.